Welcome to an experience far from others. An audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The pinnacle of sound experience. Jacked and canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave. And hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Canned. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Jack and Canned. We are coming to you Super Bowl week. This is a big week, John. We got the Super Bowl coming up. There it is, buddy. That's the excitement we were looking for. Heck yeah. So we... We got the Chiefs and the Bucks here coming up on Super Bowl Sunday. Kansas City's currently at minus three and a half. So we're really going to spend this entire episode just about what the Super Bowl is going to be, what uh, what we're going into it with, and what we think is going to happen. Now, John, just as a fan, who are you rooting for? I'm definitely rooting for Tampa. Definitely pulling for Tampa. I have finally made the decision, and I'm in the same boat. I'm going to pull for them, but I will not be mad if Kansas City wins because, again, I think that I'm witnessing greatness on both sides. So I'm happy for either of these guys if they win, but I am going to be pulling for Tampa. So, John, we'll have to make sure we stay in contact on Sunday so we can talk over the game as it's being played. Well, dude, it's it's going to be a pretty interesting game. So it's going to be known as the Battle of the Backups, which I can't wait for personally. So it's going to be Chad Henney <laughs> versus Blaine, Blaine Gabbert. Pumped. <laughs> Pumped. Yeah, no, that should be fun. Um, Chad Henney clearly has the uprising right now, being that he was able to take care of business a couple weeks back. So... I think that we like Chad Henney in that scenario, but as far as the game itself goes, that is actually going to be played. So we've got Kansas City minus three and a half here. I have made that pick for Kansas City minus three and a half. John, do you have Sparky on hand, by the way? <laughs> so I did take Kansas City at minus three and a half. What does Sparky got on this one? Sparky is trying to tell us right now. <gasps> Heads is what and tails is what, Colbs? Heads is Kansas City, tails is Tampa. Tails. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so at least that ended up working out for us because I, I was thinking to myself as I was making the pick, I'm like, if John flips the coin and it's the same as me, what fun is that? Me and Sparky kind of <laughs> need to be pitted against each other here. You have but to. we also can't like give Sparky his pick. He has to do it himself. He has to put in the work for it. Absolutely, so, man. <laughs> so I was really hoping he'd come up whatever the opposite of what I picked was. I did want to think about it for a while. The line didn't move, and I had thought last week I liked Kansas City minus three and a half, and the line stayed right there. So I'm going to stay with them because I do think it's a one-score game, but I do think it'll be a little bit more than a field goal. So that's where me and Sparky differentiate there. However, um, regardless, Sparky will not be able to beat me throughout the course of the playoffs because he's Shut down up, two Kobe. games. Sparky, come on. Jesus. <laughs> Shut up, Kobe. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. I'm well, love you know, I mean, he lost the regular season. He lost the playoffs. He's probably just a little upset, John. Let him be yeah. a loser. You're right. You're right. I'll let you <laughs> for now. 
Uh, additionally, I'll give you guys this. I did take the under on this game. It's at 56 and a half. And if you've ever watched a Tom Brady Super Bowl, which chances are you have, because if you've really followed football, you've he's been, been in all of them. Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's been there. So uh, they typically are low scoring games with really the exception of the Philly one. And you could make the argument the Atlanta one. But even it. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that would have been over on 56 and a half, too. But point of it being is that these always start out slow. There's going to be a feeling out process, even though these two quarterbacks have played each other in the past. I don't think that we see sparks fly right off the bat. I actually was taking a lot of bets and John, I'm going to have to go over some of these with you. Yeah. Some of the fun bets that have to do with the game. So some of the ones that I got here is, is the first score going to be a touchdown or anything else? I took anything else at plus 140 so I put 10 bucks on that so I'd get back 14 bucks so essentially I'd have $24 from my 10. Right. So yep, that's the goal there. My thought is that the first possession will probably end up being a field goal and it, even if it's not the first possession, I think the first score will be a field goal. So that's something that I wanted to put some money on. I actually took a fun bet with will there be a safety and I put it down both first half and second half instead of doing it throughout the game because your odds get you more money so if there's a safety in either half my 10 bucks becomes 150 bucks so yeah so I'm like you know what go ahead and give me that one and I'll take it for both halves Uh, whereas if I just took it for the game it would have been 80 bucks so I'm like no 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 just if it happens at all throughout the game I get 150 and I lose 10 on the other half more likely than not all right I took a fun one there. I did uh, total field goals at plus two and a half because, again, these Brady Super Bowls and with a lot of field goal drives. So I think that one's that one I'm not sure about, but I feel pretty confident in. I got um, both teams will make field goals longer than 33 yards, which is actually something where I'm not going to get a lot on. It's something where I'm just going to get a few bucks off of. But I'm pretty confident that that one happens. I got um, either team will make a first quarter field goal. And again, that's one that I don't make a lot on. Yeah, I'm betting a lot on field goals here. I was going to say. I also have a slightly a fun one, but slightly something that I think we see just in today's NFL. Will either team miss an extra point? And I took that one. So my 10 would become 21 bucks. I'm like, I'm just going to be rooting for Harrison Butker and Brian Suckup to miss kicks when it comes well, to extra points. How does this all work? So you put in one $10 bet and it goes through all of these different avenues? I'm kind of lost. No, 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 no. So it's 10 bucks on each of these things. So right now we have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, and we're going to have a 70 plus the 10 on the game. So 80 all in all. But you know, I'll, I'll win some, I'll lose some. It'll probably come out to relatively even, although I'm really hoping for the field goal thing to pay off because that's half of them. <laughs> no, you're not going to win anything. Sparky, come on. Be a good sport. Just because you lost in the regular season doesn't mean you have to bash Colbs on the Super Bowl. Yes, it does. Oh, my frig. Colbs, go <laughs> ahead, man. I got one more fun bet that I got out there, and is it uh, will will either team have a lead change in the fourth quarter? So essentially, just if somebody takes a lead over the other team in the fourth, I get uh, my ten bucks becomes two hundred and twenty or uh, twenty two bucks rather. I was so, going to say two hundred and something. That's like no, the main no, no. bet right there. <laughs> no, no. So uh, the big one's the safety. If somebody pulls off a safety, I actually make out with all. I could lose all the rest of my bets if there's a safety in this game. 
but Not bad. <laughs> yeah, those, those are just kind of like, ah, we'll see if it happens because the odds are they're not likely, but they're fun. Everything else, I actually think there's a realistic shot at. So I, I think I'm going to win a little bit here. I doubt that I'm going to get a safety, and I doubt that all of these are going to pan out for me. But I mean, that'd be something if they did. Hell, they do, John. I didn't plan out the money here, but I think I'd be close to like three, four hundred bucks. So that, that'd, that'd be, be nice. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we got that going on. Um, additionally, we got some notes on the game here. So I'm going to go through some of just the statistical stats of what these teams have done this season. And then we're going to break down what we actually think will happen through the course of the, uh, this game. So Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, I want to start with some of their stats. Mahomes was second in passing yards this season. Brady was third. So we got a close matchup there. Patrick Mahomes was fourth in passing touchdowns this year. Brady, Brady was, was tied for second. He was third. Tied for second. Uh, was he tied for second? I guess I didn't look it over that thoroughly. He yeah. came up third on the list. I guess I didn't read it over. Oh, yeah, because him and Russell Wilson both had 40. That's right. And I'm I'm happy that you said that. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, what? I corrected Colbs <laughs> on a football stat. And because it is your very own <laughs> Russell Wilson. Yeah. Anyways, that's the only reason I probably paid that much attention to it is because Ross was in there <laughs> for interceptions. One thing to keep in mind, Patrick Mahomes has six and Tom Brady has 12. So he has double the interceptions. Granted, I don't think that that's really something to look at in a one game sample here. That's coming up and saying, oh, well, we know Brady's going to throw a pick and Mahomes won't. That's not a given. You, no. you can't go in thinking that. But I thought it was an interesting stat to at least be share worthy. Now, when we look at the team's rushing yards, Kansas City was the 16th-ranked rush offense this year. Tampa was 27th. So Kansas City has a strong advantage in the run game. And granted, I know that Leonard Fournette's been a lot better here in the playoffs. So there might be a little bit of a, a leveling out and evening, if you will, coming back to the mean. But I think that we have to see the rushing game play an effect in this game. And some of these defensive stats will also tell you why leading straight into that is rushing defense where Tampa is first in the league. So Tampa has been the best rush defense all season in the NFL. Kansas city has been 19th. So if Tampa's rush offense starts working out this game, Kansas city is going to be in a spot where they're more likely than not going to be able to compensate for that because even though they have a better rush offense than Tampa, they're still middle of the pack. They're the average team. They're dead on 16th. They're middle. So if Tampa can shut that down, what chances are they'll be able to, Kansas City is going to have to rely entirely on the pass. And granted, I think that's also somewhat of a recipe for disaster because I don't want Mahomes sitting back there throwing 48 times. That's deadly. Mm -hmm. But Kansas City does like to run the ball. And really the major point to take away from this is that Tampa does have the defense to compensate for that. So when we look at the scoring defenses here, so Tampa had the ninth best scoring defense, so ninth fewest points given up, and Kansas City was 10th. So we're essentially in the same boat again as far as what these two teams are doing. Now when it comes to total defense and pass defense, Tampa was eighth in total defense, but 21st in run or uh, pass defense. So even though Tampa has the phenomenal ground defense through the air, they have not defended quite as well. So if Patrick Mahomes does throw 48 times, you might have Mahomes just going off for 500 yards in the Super Bowl. And that is terrifying if you're the defensive coordinator for the Bucs. 
I can't think of his name right now, so I don't want to throw it out there. But I um, uh, on the other side, rather, let's just go right to it. Kansas City has the 15th ranked total defense and the 13th ranked pass defense. So Tampa's going to have to find a way to run the ball. That's really their best option. Ford net, baby. Yes, exactly. And Ronald Jones better contribute, too, because I, I think they're going to need them both. Because they don't need them both to go for 100 yards. They don't even need a 100-yard rusher, but they need between the two of them to amount to close to 150 yards. I just don't see a way that Tampa wins without that and thus rooting for them. I hope that they can figure out a way to make it happen because Brady's not a guy that likes to drop back every down. He's somebody that likes to throw it somewhere between 27 and 35 times a game. And he has major success when he does that. Most of them are very short and occasional intermediate routes with just the very occasional deep ball. So if they can get that exact offense going, they have a shot. If they don't, I don't think they have much of a chance. Offensively, Kansas City was fifth in points per game this season to 29.6, and Tampa was second at 30.7. So they're both putting up points. We know this, and I know that's why the over-under is so high on this game. But again, I don't think that points per game really comes into effect here just because it's a Tom Brady Super Bowl. I think he's been I think it's been an under almost every damn Super Bowl he's had, with maybe the exception of the two I listed earlier. So I I don't think that that stat really plays anything out as far as this game goes. And then the other thing that I just wanted to bring up is Travis Kelsey was second in the league in receiving yards and Tyreek Hill was eighth. So that's where we're going to kind of bridge here into actually breaking down the game from what we think we're going to see. So when you look at that, I think it starts right there. How the hell does Tampa stop these weapons? And I think the answer is you don't. You just try to slow them down. You do what you can. You double one of them. I would double Tyreek Hill every time he's on the field. I really would, just because you don't want to get burned. That's just it. You throw that that safety as far back as possible, and if you get burned over the middle with a Travis Kelsey 13-yarder here and there, okay, you gave up 13. You didn't give up 73. So I think that that's where this really needs to start from the Kansas City defense. And then when it comes to Kansas City on offense, I think that their breakdown is that they need to try to establish a run game so that it doesn't force it to be Mahomes. You have to do that thing you did on Monday Night Football two years ago where you threw it every damn time we touched the ball and you put up 52 points. Because even though I think he is very capable of doing that, I don't think anybody's arguing that. I don't think that that's the game that Kansas City wants to come in here and play. Whereas with Tampa, I think you need to establish a run game. It's not an option. You have to do it. You're not going to be able to win by Tom Brady throwing the ball 50, 60 times this game. You have to establish a run game, even if it's only moderately successful. And you have to play the defense you've played all year, particularly in the run game. John, I don't know if you have anything here. I feel like I should cut over to you, though, because I haven't heard your voice. Absolutely, dude. What I'm going to say here is Jason Pierre-Paul is so hungry. He is so ready to win a championship over there with Tampa. He's coming off of a game where he ended up having two sacks versus Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be my sleeper pick of the game. He's going to get at least one sack on Patrick Mahomes. Come on, PP. I don't hate it. I'll be honest with you, John. I I usually like to poop on your actual football stuff, but no, I I think that's a good pick. And remember, too, Jason Pierre-Paul's played in the Super Bowl before. Yep. So I, I think that we have a shot at seeing him have somewhat of a good game here. And on top of that, I mean, they've had some of the best pass rushing 
defensive players in the league this year. I don't think it can be understated. And these guys now have some playoff experience, and JPP's got plenty of it. So I don't think we're going into something here where Mahomes is going to be able to just sit on his own. Granted, he's also one of the better quarterbacks once everything breaks down. He's good at getting out of the pocket, rolling out, making some type of play that involves his legs at the start and probably his arm at the end of it. But I I don't know exactly what I'm going to be looking at, and I can't wait to find out. But if I had to guess, I think what we see here, and hence me taking Kansas City minus three and a half, is I think the Kansas City, regardless of what kind of game they play, they're going to be, as I've said all season, they're going to just be better than you. Tampa has to play a literal exact way, and it has to work to at least a moderate success in everything they do. They can't have something that's just not working. If Tom Brady comes out and starts throwing picks, if like he did last game against the Packers where he threw three of them, if they come out there and can't establish a run game, there's so many things that could lead to the Bucks losing. There's really no flaw in what the Chiefs do. I feel like regardless of what the Chiefs do, they are the opportunistic winners here. So that's a about what I have on this game. I don't really want to get further into this. Me and John, by the way, um, for those of you who don't know, are going to go from this, and I'm going to talk about it right off the bat in the next episode too, so I'm going to be a little redundant here. But we're going to finish this episode, we're going to record our full episode, and we're joining Breaking Down the Tape later tonight. So we're doing three recording sessions all in one day. Dude, I like it. So a bunch of content. And if you haven't checked out the most recent episodes that just got published, oh, uh, please what do. would be this past Saturday, go check it out. We had our first ever canned of the moment. So with that said, Coles, before we go ahead here and wrap up the NFL edition uh, of the podcast, I did want to mention this one thing. What do you think about that Matthew Stafford trade? No, John, we're getting into it next episode here. We're, we're going to roll into it. Ladies and gentlemen, rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> no, we, all, catch us on our next episode. We're going to talk a little bit about it. In all seriousness, not on the, the Stafford trade, but I do want to make point again of what John just said. We released three episodes on Saturday last week, and if you only got to catch one of them, make sure you catch the other two because they're all good episodes. And oh, I yeah. think you guys are going to want to hear them, especially that can moments of the week one. I think that was absolutely hilarious. I've listened to it oh, yeah. multiple times already. So go ahead, listen back, check that out. Check us out this week. If you're listening to this first, instead of our full episode, make sure you check out the full episode. It's going to be even better. And as always, stay jacked, stay canned. This was Jacked and Canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Jacked and Can. Presented by No One.